This is the Taco Boat Wellness Podcast. My name is Courtney Handelin. And I am Tasha Schultz. We are your health and wellness coaches at the Waukesha Employee Health and Wellness Center. Courtney and I met at the University of Wisconsin Stevens Point. Go Pointers! Where we worked and studied together. Over the years, we've remained friends and are thrilled to be working together again. We can't wait to share our wellness knowledge and coaching experiences with you. So let's dive in. To the Talk About Wellness podcast. My name is Courtney. And I'm Tasha. And this is episode number 11 on composting. And today we are welcoming back two special guests. We've got Abby Lidke and Kelly Maring. Both are recycling specialists for Waukesha County and are also certified master composters through the UW Extension. So really a lot of expertise here. And we would you want to say hi, ladies, before hi. we go on? Hi. Thank you for having us. <laughs> so we are, I did say welcoming back because we had you here in November 2020 for our recycling episode in honor of America Recycles Day. And actually, I'm happy to tell you that that is probably one of our most listened to episodes. Awesome. Yeah. 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 Very popular. So you so are well, getting this one will out. be too, I promise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But your your goal in educating people on proper recycling is working. You're get you're spreading the word. And we're also excited to be talking about composting today. So personally, um, well, actually, let me back up. I should say back when in-person workshops were cool, we had you ladies come as special guests to talk about composting. And it was kind of a bummer that we didn't have a recording of that. So I thought it was really cool that we could have you here and just bring that information in a new platform to share with the world. I, after we did that workshop, I started com- my own compost. Oh, I you did, you know great. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't realize that actually. Yeah, so that was last, that was my like stay at home COVID project, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, You're not alone in that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, but I'm excited for this episode because I'm in that point where I know I need to get ready to use the stuff that I created this spring. Um, but I'm a little nervous about it. So <laughs> uh, don't be. We'll help you. We'll help you. Up the courage. Yeah. Well, you came to the right people. So. Yeah. 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 So thank you for that intro, Courtney. And I guess one of my burning questions that I'll ask this for all of our listeners is, can you explain what exactly is compost and why why is it important to compost? Sure. Yeah. Compost, just real simply, decomposed organic material. And just like Courtney was getting at, you can use it as a soil amendment. You can use it for a million different things. So it's just really awesome stuff. And you make that compost through things you find right in your backyard, right? Your leaves, your twigs, and then the other organic material from inside of your kitchen. So your vegetable scraps, your fruit scraps, even your coffee grounds and eggshells. Um, Basically, to make it, real simply, four things are needed. You need air, you need water, and then you need those different types of foods. You need your browns or carbohydrate-rich foods or your greens, your nitrogen-rich foods. Uh, But basically, when you provide those four things in a nice little controlled environment in your backyard, you get this awesome compost that you get to use. So anytime anyone asks me, why should you compost? I think really the question should be, why not? Super easy to do. And I hope, Courtney, that's been your experience so far. It's been easy. It's easy for most people to do. And there are so many benefits. So I don't mean to speak on Kelly's behalf, but I can comfortably say I compost because I like to make sure I'm not wasting a bunch of stuff in my kitchen. I don't yeah. want to throw it away. Mm-hmm. So it's nice for me to know that I can put it in the compost bin. It'll turn into compost. But above and beyond that, you know that you can be creating this valuable soil amendment if you like to garden or care about your lawn. 
Uh, it also helps control soil erosion, and of course, it increases the overall health of your uh, plants and soils. And it's okay. fun. Yeah, it is fun, right? <laughs> it is a little overwhelming, though. I know when I first started, um, I, I was just worried that I would like do it wrong or mess it up. Um, do you have any tips for our listeners who might be like really excited about what you just said, but also feeling a little overwhelmed? Yeah, and I guess take it from me, I was terrified to get started, right? Because it's like, I don't want it to smell. I don't want it to, just, <laughs> yeah. it feels weird throwing right. something on your lawn in your backyard and just waiting for it to happen. Um, but just knowing it will happen, it happens naturally all the time in the forest, right? Mm -hmm. Without any intervention by us. You see it happening on the forest floor. The stuff just exists, exists there. It will be broken down. And really in your backyard, it's the exact same concepts. It will happen if you give that pile everything it needs, air, water, and food. Kind of like a person. Yeah, <laughs> totally true, totally true. Do you need a compost bin? Um, and if so, where should it go? And how do you manage a, like a actual composting bin? And, and I guess I ask that also personally wondering because when I was a young kid, I remember my parents would compost. And by compost, I mean just like literally it was an empty like ice cream gallon <laughs> container, like a plastic, you know, clear ice cream bucket. And sure. they would put their banana peels, yeah, eggshells, um, you know, carrots or other veggies, celery, things like that. Staples we would normally have in the house. Um, either the ends that you don't use and cut off or if they start to go bad, you know, that would be a good place to throw them in there so it doesn't completely go to waste. Um, and then I don't, I was young, I don't remember what happened with the composting ice cream pail. <laughs> I just remember being stored under our, our um, kitchen sink, like in that cabinet. And then every time my you know, parents would open up the lid quick to throw something in there. It would just like smell, you know, oh. to high heaven. So, um, so I know we talked about like an actual composting bin that you keep outdoors. If you can talk a bit more about that, what that is and sure. how to use one. Yeah. And we can talk about uh, some of those troubleshooting issues. You know, you mentioned smell and whatnot. We can talk about that um, in a little bit, but let's just start about, start with like, do you need a bin? And the truth is you don't, you can simply have a pile in your backyard. Um, but you can have a bin, and if you do choose to go the bin route, there are a wide variety of bins available um, for anyone to choose personally. And also, uh, Abby, we both have the same compost bin. We both use bins. Sorry, I just spit on you. Um, <laughs> that's embarrassing. Um, I'm really excited. I'm just over really here. excited that I'm salivating, thinking, oh man. Um, <laughs> that was a little weird. I'm like, oh, compost, yum. Um, but it grows some really great fruit. But anyway, again, <laughs> so do you need a bin? Um, no, you don't need a bin, like I mentioned, but Abby and I both have the same type of compost bins. And we choose to go the route with an uh, open bottom where it just touches the grass. And we, we found that to be the most effective composting route. You can certainly use a tumbler, which it, it hovers above the ground and you're able to spin it. Um, however, we found that it's it's a little bit easier and faster if you use the, the open bottom type that um, has access to your ground. And you that can, like I said, purchase mm -hmm, you can purchase compost bins at any home improvement store or even online. You could even build them too. They're just Google building a compost bin and there will be patterns out there or whatever they're called. Um, blueprints. blueprints. Thank you. It took the words from my mouth. There will be blueprints out there on how to make one. You can make one from wood and, and whatnot. So there are very several ones out there, chick chicken wire, anything like that. 
Um, but it's important to also check with your local municipal ordinance and see if they have any regulations on where to place it or if it needs to be contained or not contained. Um, I used to live in the city of Waukesha and I believe their ordinance required that it had to be contained. So you needed a bin so you couldn't do that open pile. So again, it's just important to make sure you check those local ordinances. And when you say contained, sorry, I just want to sure. um, clarify for myself and our listeners. Yeah. Does that mean like a lid, like a covered or just can, like, can be like, open on the top, but just in like a, a box or it, a bin? It can certainly be open, especially okay. if you get a plan where you make them or a blueprint. Sorry, I keep forgetting the word. Um, <laughs> but if you're if you're going to build one in a blueprint, typically they're open top. But the the containment, the container that Abby and I both have has a lid on top. And I, I okay. personally like it contained. I just I found do it too. to be very yep. effective. So, okay. And it's also important to consider when you get a bin that, you want to know where you're going to put it. You want to make sure it's at least five feet away from any building, that it has good drainage um, into the soil for the pile below. So if you don't get one of those uh, tumblers, if you have it going into the ground, you need those critters that are in your backyard. Can I, can yeah. I pause you? Yeah, absolutely. Five feet away from a building. What is that just so you can like maneuver in it or is there uh, something about the five feet? Well, we're going to talk about water and how important water is when it comes to composting. Mm -hmm. But um, your, your, your pile can get pretty wet and you don't want it anywhere near your house or your building where that water, as it just sits there, it contains and could, I don't know, break apart your building or, or yeah. you know, do anything like that. You don't want it to affect any structure hmm. or um, any of the concrete just because it's just a pile of wet sponge kind of sitting there. Mm -hmm. um, so that's really important. You want to make sure it's a level ground, avoid any uh, depressions. Protect it from strong winds, so make sure you're not having your compost and your leaves and things just blowing around. And then you want convenient access to water. If you don't have convenient access to water, if it's not easy for you to do, you're probably not going to do it. Mm -hmm. Lastly, it's important to decide whether you want to put it in the sun or the shade. Um, some places will tell you one is more important to do than the other, but really it doesn't matter. If you put it in the sun, just be aware that you may have to water your pile more often. But if you put it in the shade, um, you can compost year-round. But if you put it in the shade, um, it might not get warm. Your pile might not get warmer in spring as fast as it would if it was sitting in the sun. So those are kind of the trade-offs for each one. Hmm. That is interesting. So I have mine definitely not five feet away from our garage. Oh, this is why you're asking. You're like, why? <laughs> <laughs> well, finish what you have now. And then when it's done, um, maybe, maybe, yeah, I would scooch it. Mm -hmm. okay. Scooch it out a little bit. So in the very middle of my backyard. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I'm in a big yard. Oh, okay. <laughs> we'll see. I'll see how it works. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. I am aware of the, like, on one side, it's going to be harder to, like, it's harder to, there's only ink, certain angles that you can, like, get in there and stir it. Mm -hmm. And also for getting stuff out would be limited. But I didn't know about the water thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and again, it depends on how much you're watering it. It should be fairly yeah. wet. Right. Um, it, that, that really also depends. <laughs> like I call it a sponge, like a wet, right. wrung out yeah, sponge. Yeah, right. like a sponge. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I guess that makes sense. I have had to water it in the summer more, but I just assumed it was because it was hot. But maybe it's because it doesn't get, it's shaded. Oh, sure. But mm -hmm. So, okay, so that's helpful. Thank you, ladies. I was just listening and kind of thinking of any other challenges um, that I might have questions about or that our listeners might have questions. Um, the only other thing that I 
can think of is for those of us that might have pets, you know, animals. Um, I know Courtney, you know, you guys have a dog, we have a dog. Um, so that's why I was kind of asking earlier about having it contained with a lid or not. Um, and so I think, you know, I'm just imagining if we were to do this at our house, which I would like to definitely would probably need to have that covered with, with a lid, um, to keep our curious for a baby out of it. So, um, are there any other recommendations or challenges that t people typically ask about or that you'd recommend people, um, take into consideration? Well, I think it's just important to have, um, the the main ingredients and and if you have the four main ingredients which abby mentioned before is where uh, air water um some and then you have food scraps and also yard waste which we call green is usually your kitchen scraps and um, brown is usually your yard waste but basically if you're doing it right your compost bin shouldn't smell and i know smell is a very big concern with composting, whether you're new to it or you've been composting for a while or you're not sure if you want to compost, it seems to be the number one question we get. Would you say, I Abby? Say so, yeah. um, they're like, well, what about what about the smell or critters getting into it? But if you're doing it correctly, it shouldn't smell. But if it does start to smell, it just means that you probably have something incorrect in your compost bin. So I know you mentioned you have a dog. Well, dogs. <laughs> Like the book that I read to my son, everybody poops. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and a lot of people ask if you should put poop in your compost bin and you should certainly not um, put the that poop in your compost bin. It doesn't get hot enough like an industrial compost site to would to, to really break Got it down it. and make sure it kills all that bacteria. So keep that out. But it's also important to take the keep the da anything dairy, so cheese, uh, milk, any meat or any fish as well. Keep those out. It's not to say that they couldn't be composted, but again, it's not like an industrial uh, setup where it doesn't get hot enough to really break those materials down and they can begin to smell. So keep those right. out. Um, and if you if it if you don't think that these are the things in your bin um, that they're not in your bin and it still smells, it just means you may have too many greens or things from your kitchen and not enough browns or it could be way too wet. So Got that's it. usually the issue. Mm -hmm. um, I know another concern is if nothing is happening, it usually just means that your pile is too dry or too small. So when you start out you want to make sure that in, before anything starts to happen, it has to be at least one cubic yard um, in size. So if you just throw a watermelon rind in there in your bin and on the ground, like and nothing <laughs> happens and you're wondering why, well, it's because you don't have enough stuff. Um, and you also might not have enough greens if nothing is happening in your piles. So that means um, you need to make sure you make up, mix up those kitchen scraps really well um, with your with your your yard waste is what I'm trying to get at. I like this. It's kind of like our recommendation to people to make sure you have a balanced diet, eat enough yeah. greens, eat, you know, eat enough fr fruit and, and um, yeah. Keep out if, the bad stuff. Right. right. Yeah. 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 If, if something Keep isn't working right. <laughs> yeah. So if you need to have more greens in your compost bin to keep it from smelling, that means you'll probably have to buy more greens to eat them. That's actually exactly what happened in our home is we started really looking at our compost bin. And we're like, we could probably eat more veggies. And we knew this was the goal of ours yeah. anyway, but it kind of just kept us on point making sure we had goals for ourselves and so you had yeah. the right things yeah. yeah yeah that's cool yeah can we talk more about that like what should be going in there what shouldn't especially yeah. so i had a, a bee issue this past summer oh, okay. and i don't know how it happened well i think it's because i put watermelon rind in there and maybe it was like dark and i was feeling lazy and i didn't stir it in and then the next day it was really hot and so and this was must have been like August like bees are looking for or September where they're like really looking for 
anything sweetened mm -hmm. before hibernation. Yeah, before they hibernate. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, so I'm thinking it was that that I didn't stir it. But do you want to dive into that a little bit? Give educate us on like what you should and shouldn't put in, and and maybe how I could avoid that or. Yeah. Critters. Yeah. So let's start first with the what you should. I know Kelly and I both said it now, probably at nauseum, but the four yeah. things, right? Air, <laughs> water, <laughs> air, water, green foods. So your nitrogen rich foods and the browns, the carbon rich foods. So just good examples are leaves, straw, paper. I always take the heels of my bread, right? Those get like oh. kind of like old and gross. Yeah. I always throw them in there. Great source of browns, um, even old crackers, things like that. Okay. Um, and then for my greens, I focus in a lot on because my husband and I are really trying to be conscious of eating a lot of vegetables. It's mostly vegetable scraps, right? And they're fruit scraps, eggshells, even some grass clippings. That would be a green, not a brown. Um, and then our coffee grounds. Every day we take our coffee filter and all, throw it right in there. Nice. Um, and then the water we've talked about. Again, quite a bit. Let's make sure it's really wet. I can tell you my experience, my first year composting, I found nothing was happening like Kelly was talking okay. about. And that was because I just did not add enough water. So sure. you really need to add quite a bit of water. And part of my problem was is that my compost bin was just so far away from my water source. So it's like mm. it's a pain in the butt to carry water back and forth. Nobody wants to do it. So I found I did a better job when it was closer to the front of my house and I could just keep an eye on it. And the other tip that I gave her um, that really helped, I think, was keeping, if you do have a lid or a contained system, taking the lid off when you know it's gonna be a rainy day. Yeah, That yep. really yeah. helps mm -hmm. um, just reduce the amount of water you're using, but then also just takes nature and yep. yeah. lets it add to your pile. But yeah. sorry, go ahead. No, yeah. and Kelly and I joke all the time that we are the laziest composters, but it's true. We try to make it <laughs> as so lazy as possible. Yeah, oh, that's, that's important. I well, so we just recorded an episode on brain barrels, but there's other things. But one thing was brain barrels, so that would be a good idea too. Keeping it closer to that rain barrel, if you're going to use that to water, sure. compost. yes, yeah, or absolutely. open it up, and then the rain barrels collecting water, and your compost bin's collecting water, and you're really yeah. I wouldn't recommend though using the rain barrel water since it's coming off of your roof. If you're oh. going to use it in your in your garden to grow your, fruits and yeah, vegetables yes, that yeah. you're eating, oh, but if you're just going to use your compost for and spread it across your lawn, mm -hmm. um, absolutely, I've done that too. Uh, where I just use my rain barrel water, mm -hmm. like to to douse my compost pile, knowing full well that I'm not going to grow right. veggies. And I'm now I have deer that. that live in my backyard, so there's no way I'm going to be able to grow veggies. <laughs> but yeah. um, I can sprinkle it on my lawn, no problem. So that's just a good reminder right. as well. Yeah. Oh, okay. That yeah. is a good reminder. They did say of like, don't put this water on your fruits and vegetables because mm -hmm. you don't know what's on your roof. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but that's a good reminder of like, also don't put it on your compost if you're using that compost for fruits and vegetables. You don't know if it's going to get hot enough. Mm -hmm. Like I mentioned again, right. it's just an at home thing. It's not a big industrial right. uh, yeah. operation. So yeah. you, you don't know. Yeah. So it could be fine, but why risk it? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. What else do we so, need? So we got the food, we've got the water, the air is the last thing. And probably I would say most people forget about this one a lot. It is really important. All they don't those want to do it. Or they don't want to do it, right? Those like critters, <laughs> they need lots of air to do their job and decompose. So it doesn't have to be fancy. I have a really big old stick that fell off my tree and I just kind of keep it around <laughs> and I use it, it to poke it and stir it. Okay. But it works, you know, awesome. it's composting. Yeah. I know if you go on Amazon, you could probably buy a million different things yeah. that cost all sorts of money, but you don't need much. You just got to aerate it. I know Kelly uses an old fireplace poker. It oh, works. That is we funny. use what we have. I yeah. don't even have a fireplace anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a good use for that, uh -huh. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. The, my compost thing came with this, like, 
wingdingy thing. It's like a stick with two little metal flappy oh. things at the end. Oh, that's cool. But and so that works to like make holes and and whatnot, and it pulls stuff up with it as you pull it out. But actually, what I like better is this little like three prong rake that's on a long stick, kind of like you know those little rakes that you might use if you're sure. going to plant some flowers. But it's like a big one. I don't know what its purpose actually is, other than I don't know shuffling things up but that that really works the best to like get in there and, and mix it up yeah how often do you have to do that or should you ah, do that that's a good question I do mine probably not as much as I should because I tend to err on the side of lazy composter sure. I would say you should probably shoot for about once a week once Kelly a would week. you agree okay. with that once uh, more like once every other week <laughs> uh, well speaking of that like one of the biggest challenges is that people like they don't want to keep up with it they don't want to keep on maintaining maintaining it or providing a lot of time and effort we're busy yeah. we have kids we have family we have jobs we have school we have mm -hmm. you know who knows what we have a whole gamut of things going on in our lives and so i think in order to um really just keep up with it is there are two different types of composters it's called a hot composting or cold composting mm -hmm. hot composting is you're very active you're very involved and when you are very involved with how fast your compost breaks down um you're going to get compost faster you're going to be stirring it um, a couple times a week you're going to be adding uh greens and browns more often you're going to be watering it more often really maintaining it um or you can be like abby and i we are cold <laughs> composters which we call lazy sure. we straight up have our master composting um little cert certification and yet <laughs> yeah. we are beyond lazy so if we can do it anybody can do it i promise you um but we just make it part of our routine we literally throw it in and you can contribute if you if you want to or i don't mean to speak for you but um abby but you can just put some kitchen scraps in your bin and when you're ready to go outside throw it in there I just toss it on, maybe throw some leaves over it, and then I'll forget, like, oh, I haven't watered it. Oh, it's going to rain. Sweet. I just pulled the sure. lid off. And then, oh, I forgot about my compost bin. I better go poke it a couple times. The other thing is I get my son involved. He's yeah. three and a half. Yeah. He knows exactly what goes into a compost bin. He has I more fun that. checking out what's in there today. Let's open the compost bin, Mama, and see if we can find any compost bin critters. Okay, oh, by oh, all means. So, so he can take the, the, the fire poker and stick it in there and um he's doing all the work for me while he's looking for these critters to find and have fun and he likes knowing that he saw some of his food or, or watermelon rinds yeah. that it turned into soil now and he's like look at that's so cool i did it mom i did it Aww, so get your kids awesome. involved because then it's a lot less work for you and it's more fun it's an educational thing Absolutely. um did you have anything you want to yeah add? i was gonna say i feel like what you were getting at it, it, it is kind of like a lifestyle adjustment right i mean it changes sure. your routines and I, I i hear what you were saying about the ice cream bucket because i use an old coffee can <laughs> so it sits <laughs> under my doesn't have to be anything fancy but it, you know it is like a behavioral change and like anything else it takes a little bit of adjustment a little bit getting used to but if you can set up everything else to make it a little easier on yourself mm -hmm. having that water close having those green scraps ready to go leaves ready from your yard it is really easy for anybody to just get started and do. Yeah. And what do you want to talk a little bit? You kept saying like critters. Do you want to tell a little bit about like the critters you should see versus the critters you shouldn't? I'm going to assume bees are things you should not see. Um. Yeah, I would say bees. Um. I mean, I guess flies are okay. Mm -hmm. I think that if you, you have bees, you just want to be careful because if you're not touching your, your bin or your pile very often, and um, it's not enclosed, and you do have bees hovering around, I would just be leery of 
possible bees nest or something going yeah, on right. in there. So just right. make sure you are tending it enough to, to make sure that there isn't anything that kind of discovered what's going on. And if you do have an open pile, um, you shouldn't have an issue with bees if you're if you take that watermelon rind and kind of shove it in the middle or mm -hmm. or make sure you're at least covering it with leaves mm -hmm. and that that won't just fall off. That'll just stay there um, because then it won't be an issue. But the, the good critters that you want, you'll see worms. Worms are great. Uh, centipedes. There's something called uh, pseudoscorpion. If you know, if it sounds, ugh, it's actually super cool. My son and I have found one and they're really, really small. You can see them on your fingertip and they look like little scorpions, but they don't have the tail. Um, so if you have those, that means you have like a really, really, really good compost pile because mm -hmm. those mean your pile are really great, but they're really hard to find. Mm -hmm. um, there's something called springtails. Spring um, oh, so what I want to say is if you can Google pseudoscorpion, because they look really cool. But also Google springtails. Abby is goofy and thinks they're cute. I do think they're cute. <laughs> but they look like these little white specks that all of a sudden you'll just see them like boing, fly away because they have little springs for tails. So oh, those are, <laughs> but you know, no, they're so tiny. They're actually, oh, okay, they're tiny. They're sure. <laughs> but those are the kinds of things um, that you'll see that'll it, in your compost pile if you once you start stirring around. So it sounds like most of them you won't see the little bugs unless if you're like really spraying. yeah yeah obviously mm -hmm. worms yeah. see mm -hmm. if you like open it up and those little gnats fly out does that mean it's not wet enough or you're not stirring enough or is that no, normal no. that's pretty normal, yeah, that's pretty normal. Okay. Mm -hmm. yep. okay so i need to make sure i don't ignore my bin for a couple weeks <laughs> and leave fruit on top or i'll have bees yeah. coming again right yeah. yeah i mean i've definitely ignored it a little bit but i think for the most part it's easy to just get back right right back into it as long as you know you're not attracting anything yeah then um you're ignoring it isn't terrible because like i said right. i'm lazy so right and i say something personally that really kind of just resonated with me when i took that certification i don't know kelly if you had the similar experience my instructor was really particular on you're not making compost all you're doing is making an environment that all these decomposers mm. the bacteria the fungi the decomposers are happy in so they can do their job so they do so the give them those four things give them that air give them that water give them the browns the greens they'll do their job and all those things should be there mm -hmm. decomposing and breaking it down yeah oh that's cool maybe that'll be that'll help you too to not attract those bees is you'll just be thinking about like am i really making the right environment for these guys to do their job yeah. right so, yeah. yeah and so chopping food like food scraps you have to chop those much smaller right to and they break down quicker or I would say you don't have to. Okay. It's a good idea. I, I always like to break mine down into smaller bits when you mm -hmm. put them in the compost bin. But um, making sure particle size of anything in your compost bin is important, right? You want it small so it can break down more quickly. Yeah. Yeah. But if it's really small, then you might run into some aeration issues. So just kind of some things to think about. Like okay. if really tiny particles, you might have to stir up more because they'll sure. become more compacted. Um, but I always think it's a good idea to break down things if you don't want to be a lazy composter. I'll admit, I've been a lazy composter and just throw it right in, but you don't have to. <laughs> Do you have any other resources for beginners? Yeah, we have some stuff on our website. So if you go to waukeshacounty.gov slash composting, we have stuff on getting started, what to do, what not to do. Uh, but I would say UW Extension is also a really good place to look uh, just because they have so many resources and tips, where to buy bins, what to look for, things like that. And I think our website links to UW Extension as well for resources. It probably too, does. So. I'm sure mm -hmm. it does. Cool. Yeah, that's really helpful. Um, Tasha, do you have any other questions for them? I don't. This was great. Thank you both so much. 
yeah. answered a lot of my questions yeah. and I'm sure a lot of our listeners have questions too. For sure. Do you ladies have anything else that you want to make sure we discuss and share with our listeners today? I mean, did you want to maybe Abby touch on, and I'm putting you on the spot, but <laughs> did you want to bring it on? Did you want to touch on anything that you do with the compost when you're done with it? Oh, oh yeah. That's a great Yeah. yeah. Right? I mean, you, you think about I that. I think you asked that in the yeah. beginning. Yeah. And I was like, we really should talk about yeah. that. I mean, yeah. you alluded yeah. to like putting it on a garden, but if you yeah. don't mm-hmm. have a garden. Yeah, right. Um, what else can you do? Yeah. You said something about grass. Tell yep. us. What what should I do? Okay, you can do yeah all sorts of things. Obviously, gardening. You can throw it right in there with your garden and make your vegetables and fruits beautiful and healthy. Uh, I know Kelly has done things where she's just sprinkled it right on her lawn as a top dressing. Okay. I've started doing a little bit of that. Also, really great stuff because it is such a solid soil amendment. Bright green grass. <laughs> yeah, it, it's like a vitamin. I want to okay. say for your grass or oh. your veggies or whatever you have so do mm-hmm. that in the fall to prepare it for winter or spring yep or spring. you can do it early spring put in a little mm-hmm. grab or okay. even in the middle of the summer if you have summer. a little bit extra oh whatever. okay mm-hmm. oh wow um, and if you're like me, I actually, this is one of my goals this year to try. So I can't say I've done it yet or tell you how it goes, but you can make something called compost tea, which is kind of oh. cool. So you just steep it in water, right? Okay. And you can use it for your indoor plants. And I know oh. I have a couple that are looking okay. kind of, yeah, you thought we were going somewhere else yeah. with this. No, I, like, I won't huh, be drinking it. I like <laughs> I won't be drinking it. But PSA, please don't drink it. <laughs> yeah. I have a couple house plants that just look kind of sad right now. And I'm thinking oh. that might be something worth trying. So you See. put it in a tea bag, uh, steep it in hot water. You don't have to. Kelly, I think you can use something actually like a coffee filter and just kind of set it okay. in your water. Um, I know I've read stuff like that. Too. Again, I have not tried this yet, but it's something I've been wanting mm-hmm. to do. I've actually done it and used you have? a laundry bag that I wasn't going to, you know, oh, when yeah, you have like sure. delicates yeah, yeah, that are too small, bags. yeah, the little mesh bags. So, or you can act, buy actual like cooking mesh bags mm-hmm. and, and do that. But, um, I, I'm frugal and, um, <laughs> I like this whole process of free compost. And so yeah. I tried it with a laundry bag and it worked out just fine. There were certainly clumps in there, but it doesn't matter. It's all good vitamins for our flowers. I'm so glad we got to talk about wellness today, Tasha. And thanks to our audience for joining us. If you have any questions from today's episode or a myth you'd like us to bust, send us an email. For our Wellness Center participants, if you'd like to dive in deeper on anything we discussed today, give us a call or an email and we'll schedule a coaching appointment. Everyone can find us on YouTube and Facebook at Waukesha Employee Health and Wellness. And be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast from so you never miss an episode. Join us on the first Tuesday of every month for Taco Tuesday. Until then, bye everyone.